Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I'm excited to announce that the audiobook edition of the Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is now available on Audible and Apple Audiobooks. In this book, I'll show you how to create a side business on Poshmark from your closet or expand an existing retail business using this innovative e-commerce solution. The audio edition comes with a companion document that contains all of the photos, worksheets, and exercises from the print version, making this an immersive and interactive learning tool. If you're not already an Audible member, you can try it out for free and get this title with it through my affiliate link, which is available at bemovingforward.com, in quick links within the show notes for this episode, and in my link tree. The Poshmark Guide is also available in paperback and for Kindle. Start learning moving forward today. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 414. I hope everyone is having a great week. I also hope you joined us last week as we kicked off season 10 with episode 413, a great conversation with Kimberly Charleston. The write-up is on the website. I've also added the episode to the writing series page. So do check that out if you haven't already. So this week, I want to turn my attention to celebrating the release of the audiobook edition of the Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, the book that I wrote last year. The audio version is now out. It's available on Audible as well as Apple Audiobooks. So today, I want to talk a little bit about the audiobook, why uh, I decided to release an audio version of it, why I think it's important. And then I'm also going to talk, uh, for those of you who are authors and maybe interested in creating an audio version, I'm going to give you a little uh, primer on some of the technical aspects of planning out an audiobook as well as um, navigating the platform ACX, which is the main platform for publishing audiobooks. So uh, just to give you a little background, uh, I wrote the Poshmark Guide. Uh, it's been a work in progress since 2020, uh, working with my dad over the last couple of years, helping his business develop an online e-commerce channel. I've documented this quite a bit on the Poshmark miniseries. And for those of you who are newer to the podcast, you can find those episodes on the website. There's a whole collection page for Poshmark. So since 2020, uh, I've been working on this book, uh, and it's gone through quite a lot of changes, uh, both for the the content of the book, but in terms of the focus uh, for me as a writer. And I was uh, very pleased when it came out uh, last fall, both the paperback and the Kindle version. And as I was finishing that up, I had always intended to do an audio book. Now, uh, for those of you who've been following my story and the podcast for a while, you'll know that I did do my first audiobook. I actually was a voiceover for my friend Angelo Spinello. He wrote a great business book, a biography called I Am a Professional Metalhead, which came out in 2020. Uh, I was the voiceover for that, the narrator, and it was an honor to work with him. It was a blast. I loved bringing his story to an audio audience. So um, having had one under my belt, having had a good experience with being a narrator and wanting to do another audiobook, the Poshmark Guide seemed like the natural fit for my next audiobook. However, as I'm going to share on today's episode, 
this audiobook was very different than the first one that I did uh, back in, a couple of years ago for a variety of reasons. So we'll talk about that. But uh, just getting back to the audiobook, uh, it officially dropped on Monday, January 30th, which I, I'll consider the soft launch. That was last week. I didn't really do a lot of promo for it. You may have heard some of the promo spots on last week's episode as well as this week's episode. But this week is what I want to devote to celebrating the launch of that book. So let me talk a little bit about why uh, I wanted to do an audiobook version in addition to having enjoyed the experience of recording and bringing to an audio audience one book already. Uh, I thought uh, long and hard about this because over the past couple of years, on a personal note, I've enjoyed audiobooks a lot more. I've listened to a lot more audiobooks. They're a regular part of my um, reading experience. And I go back and forth between reading print versions uh, of books, both in paperback as well as Kindle, and listening to a lot of audiobooks. And audiobooks have really, really exploded in popularity. I mean, they've been around for a long time, but I feel like in the last couple of years or so, especially with the, um, you know, with the popularity of Audible and platforms like Apple Audiobooks, it's a growing and very popular way for people to consume content. And I also thought uh, long and hard about this, and this goes back to uh, some of my classes that I took in business school, learning about different learning styles. I had a couple of classes that touched on this. And for some people, they're auditory learners. They learn better through audible or audio content. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I do this podcast is because I really enjoy this medium. I really enjoy... Uh, speaking and sharing and teaching on occasion on, on topics like Poshmark. And so I thought it would be a natural fit to do an audiobook version of the Poshmark Guide. All right, so let me talk about uh, a couple of the differences and a, a particular challenge that I had to tackle. Well, there are a couple. So I spent most of last fall after the paperback and Kindle version were out, I pretty much transitioned right into starting the audiobook version. I kind of mapped it out. My hope was to have it out by the holidays, uh, by the end of 2022. But as my fall got a lot busier, as I was still in production on season nine of the podcast, uh, it quickly became apparent uh, around mid to late fall that I wasn't going to be able to get it out by the end of the year. So what I did was I just mapped out all the chapters that I had to to finish. And because uh, I had a, a different schedule than I did in 2020 when I did Angelo's book, in, in, during that time, that was the height of the pandemic. I was working from home. I had a lot more time on my hands. I was able to basically finish the audiobook uh, way ahead of schedule. I had a lot more time to just sit down and record chapters and initially, that book, for those of you who've been following the podcast, uh, if you've listened to those episodes, you'll know uh, that initially, Angelo and I had planned to have that out by summer of 2020. It ended up coming out a couple months early in spring. So that was just a, due to the circumstances at the time. And also working with him made it a whole lot easier because he was essentially the producer of the audiobook, giving me back, feedback on all the different um uh, chapters and things like that. So that made the process a lot easier. This time around, though, I was doing this audiobook piecemeal. I didn't have as many uh, large blocks of time to sit down and record chapters. 
And so I had to basically do this piecemeal. I would do maybe one to three chapters if if I had more time a week. And then I had a lot of weeks where I just didn't have time to record any chapters. And so it was very sporadic. And I, I was progressing, but I wasn't moving very quickly through it. And so looking at my schedule, I knew this would take me into early 2023. And towards the end of the year, I set a goal to have this audiobook out by late January. And that's one of the reasons, if you listen to some of the episodes from last season, especially the season finale, I mentioned that I was pushing off the start of season 10 of the podcast into February. Normally, if you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that I usually start up a new season mid to late January. So this season was the latest start off that I've done. And that was intentional because I really wanted to devote the time in early January to getting those chapters done, recorded. I also had to do a review of all of the audio files. And that's something you're going to want to do if you're recording an audio book is you've got to do some sort of quality assurance or quality check on your own before you submit it. And back in 2020, it was a lot easier because Angelo was uh, working with me on that, giving me specific notes and feedback. And I was really just the voiceover talent for that project. Angelo ended up uh, submitting all the files to ACX, which I'll talk on the second half of the podcast, the more technical aspects of this. So my schedule and my uh, goal was to get this done in early January. I managed to get all the chapters recorded within the first week or two of January. I spent the next week or so reviewing the chapters, making some changes and edits and corrections and things like that. And then I submitted it uh, to Audible, uh, to ACX rather. And uh, the submission process is 10 days. You have 10 days to submit it to ACX. They do a review. And if there are any issues, they will kick it back. And just FYI, uh, audiobooks, Audible, and ACX are very, very picky. There are certain uh, requirements, technical requirements, as well as sound quality requirements that uh, an audiobook has to pass before it's released uh, and published. Uh, thankfully, though, I didn't have any hiccups, and it came out, as I mentioned, on Monday, January 30th, and it, it was great uh, to have it out there. And uh, But I didn't do a lot of heavy promotion because last week was the season premiere of the podcast, and I really wanted to make sure that I really focused on, on that and the guests that I had for 413. Uh, so what we're going to do now is I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to talk about some of the specific challenges and considerations for doing an audiobook for this kind of book, and then I'm going to take you through some of the steps and considerations for navigating through the ACX platform. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I've talked about on the Poshmark mini-series how staying organized and knowing your negotiating guidelines are key to running a successful business on Poshmark. That's why I've developed the Poshmark Seller Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses, a journal containing worksheets for inventory management and establishing negotiating guideposts for your listings. Included are sample worksheets that are filled out as examples to help new and experienced Poshmark sellers. It's available now on Amazon, or you can find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. 
If you want to learn more about starting a business on Poshmark, I've also written a book, The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, which is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook versions. Stay organized with The Poshmark Seller Journal and start moving forward today. All right, so picking back up from where we left off, we're talking about launching the audiobook celebrating the release of the Poshmark Guide, which is available on Audible and Apple Audiobooks. So let me talk about some of the challenges and some of the technical considerations for launching an audiobook or publishing an audiobook. And for those of you who want to know more about the recording side of this, how to narrate an audiobook, what kind of equipment, software, software settings, I have an entire mini-series on recording an audiobook, creating an audiobook, Those episodes are in the podcast. If you want to find the collection together, just go to the website, bemovingforward.com. They're hosted on the mini-series page. So I have a number of different collections, one of which is how to create an audiobook, which I released that series shortly after uh, finishing Angelo's book in 2020. All right, so a couple considerations for this book. First of all, the Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is not just a narrative book. In other words, it's not simply a book that you listen to and consume, which is the case with a lot of audiobooks, including Angelo's, which was part business book, but part biography. That's really a book that you listen to, you consume, you listen for the story. The Poshmark Guide, while it does have a lot of different anecdotes and stories, it's meant to be an interactive book. And I designed the book initially that way from the outset. I really wanted it to be an immersive experience, to be a teaching tool for those of you who want to start a business on Poshmark. We're expanding a business on Poshmark. So two aspects to it that really I had to think about while I was planning out the audiobook version. Number one, there are a lot of visuals in this book. There are a lot of pictures. There are some uh, diagrams, worksheets. It's a very visual book, and the visuals really are an important part of the reading experience for the book, and that's the case with the print version, the Kindle version. So I had to take that into consideration for the audio version. The second is that almost every chapter concludes with exercises, and that's really where the, the learning experience and the interactivity comes in. It's not simply reading the lessons and the how-to, it's applying them through exercises that I developed in the print and Kindle versions of the book. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't lose that immersive experience. I didn't simply want to create an audio version, which was a passive listening experience, but I wanted to maintain that interactivity and make sure that it is an effective teaching tool in audio format. So I had to think about this. What do I do with the visuals and the exercises? And as I was planning this out as early as late fall, as the print and audio ver- uh, Kindle versions were coming out, I'd already started thinking about this. And it really came to me quickly that I would have to have some sort of supplemental document or supplemental part to the book, almost like a workbook. So I thought about this and Uh, Just to share with you a couple of the solutions that I was thinking about, number one was to put the images and the exercises in a separate document, have that hosted on the website or through an email opt-in, and just let listeners know on the audio version that they could uh, get the supplemental materials there. So I thought about doing that. The other option I thought about was maybe using video, maybe a YouTube or Vimeo video, either doing 
short videos for each chapter in which I go through the visuals as well as the exercises, or maybe one long video that's split up into chapters that align with the book. Both of those options were workable, but they also come with a host of challenges. And the thing I was concerned about was in addition to the amount of time that would take, I didn't want to necessarily have someone buy the audiobook and have to go to an external site to get the supplemental material. Because, you know, when you buy the paperback or Kindle version, it's all there. And I wanted to make sure that anyone who bought the audiobook version wasn't losing out on that. I didn't want to make them jump through too many hoops to get to the supplemental material because it really is an important part of the book. So the third option, which is the one that I went with, and the one I probably should have researched before even brainstorming these options, was I researched, is there a way to attach a document to an audiobook? And very quickly, I found out, yes, in fact, you can. For those of you who are writing a book and maybe thinking about doing an audio version, if your book requires reliance on visual or interactive material like exercises, know that you can attach one PDF to an audiobook. ACX does allow that. And I'm going to go through the mechanics of that in just a couple of minutes. But that was the silver bullet, so to speak. That was the solution on how to handle the external material, the visual material, the exercises. So basically, as I was recording the chapters, I started compiling a separate document that had the images from the print version as well as all the exercises and some of the supplemental material from the appendices. And uh, so that seemed to be the straightforward solution. And that is the one that I went with. And that's what is available. So when you buy the audio version of the Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, whether on Audible or Apple Audiobooks, it comes with the PDF. And actually, if you go to the write-up for today's episode, you'll see a visual And it's very easy to access. In fact, when you get the Audible version, you just go to a menu on the Audible app. It's at the top right. And then you will see uh, an option to access the PDF. It's right there. Also, when you start playing the Audible version, there's a small pop-up window that says, would you like to look at the accompanying PDF, which is really cool. So that was the the magic bullet or the silver bullet solution to, to this issue. So if you're writing a book, that requires external material such as visuals or exercises, that is your option. All right, let's go through the mechanics. I'm going to start with ACX. Now, what is ACX? For those of you who are not familiar, ACX is the main publication portal for audiobooks. It's a subsidiary of Audible, which is owned by Amazon, so therefore it's owned by Amazon, and it is the gateway, so to speak, to publishing audiobooks, so audio versions of your books your print books, and you can distribute them directly to Audible. That's obviously the main one, Audible and Amazon, uh, or Apple Audiobooks. And actually, it publishes simultaneously to both. So this book is available on both platforms. Uh, Let me talk about setting up an account on ACX, because this part was not obvious, and I don't cover this very much on the audiobook miniseries because I wasn't really responsible for that at the time in 2020. The audiobook miniseries, at least the the majority of the episodes, 
cover the recording of an audiobook. So today, and this will be added to that series, today I'm going to go more into the actual publication process. So publishing the audiobook on ACX. So first thing you have to do is set up an account on ACX, and you can piggyback it off of an existing uh, Amazon login if you have one. The first thing I have to caution you on is choose the right category. Uh, so when you sign up for an ACX account, the first thing it'll do is it'll prompt you to pick the type of account you sign up for, and that's going to make a difference. The two main ones that most of you listening to this podcast are probably going to be dealing with is either narrator or author. There are a couple of others, including producer and I think copyright holder. So if you're uh, a publisher, I think those are the ones that are going to be most relevant to them. But for those of you who are writing a book or self-publishing a book, it's really going to be narrator or author. Well, in my case, I was actually both. I, I was the author as well as the narrator, as opposed to Angelo's book in which I was just the narrator. Angelo was the author, so he set up an author account. When I signed up initially, I didn't think it would make a difference. So I just chose narrator. Just FYI, if you are setting up an ACX account and you are the author and you're submitting the audiobook version, do not choose narrator because the narrator account is specifically for those who are voiceover artists who want to look for freelance work or maybe work for hire for audiobook projects that are hiring. The narrator account does not have publication ability, so you cannot submit an audiobook. In fact, when I signed up for the narrator, I didn't think it would make a difference. I thought, okay, well, I'm technically both, so it doesn't really matter. It actually does. The narrator account is very specific if you are an, a narrator and you want to hire yourself out for projects. It doesn't have any publication capability. So I had to contact ACX support, and unfortunately, once you set your account, you can't have, you can't change it. So I had to actually have them delete the account and set up a new one because right now it's not my primary goal or interest to, to be a narrator for hire. That might be something I consider down the line, but that wasn't what I needed right now. And so I had to set up a whole new account and author is the one you want to set up uh, if you are doing one of two things, either you are self-publishing and your audiobook, in other words, you have the audio files already recorded. Either you did them yourself or you hired someone else, as in the case of when I worked with Angelo, and you have the audio files ready to go. Alternatively, you can use an author ACX account if you need to find someone to narrate your audiobook, which is really cool. So you can actually post, if you've written, let's say, a book, and you have the print and Kindle versions, and you want to create an audio version, you can find voiceover talent because it's basically ACX is, among many things, a marketplace for freelance talent. So as I mentioned, there are people who sign up for narrator accounts. Those are people who are looking to get hired to do, to do audiobooks. So you can have people audition. You can uh, communicate with prospective narrators. You can even do contracts and things like that. And, and I think there are... Uh, payment and royalty arrangements and that sort of thing. So that's really cool. So the author account really is allows you as an author or as a creator to either upload a, a, an audiobook or to hire and find voiceover talent and then submit the, the files once they're complete. And incidentally, if you do both, let's say you're both an author as well as a voiceover talent and you want to do some freelance work for other authors, 
you have to set up two separate accounts. So just know that two separate accounts, uh, both a narrator and an author account. So just FYI, the category you choose is important. So author account, that's the one that that you need if you're self-publishing your audiobook. Uploading the files was actually fairly straightforward. You just basically create a new project. And again, if you want a, a more of a primer on how to create the audio files, check out the audiobook miniseries on the website. Uh, so I was able to upload the, the files fairly straightforward. The one thing I couldn't find on the ACX platform was a place to upload the attached document, which ha it has to be a PDF. Now, I went back to the help page and found that it specifically said you have to email ACX support. So there's no place on the ACX platform to upload an attached document that goes with your book. So you actually have to email them separately. Couple of other things, and this is where the dueling math comes in. On the ACX help page, the document can only be 99 megabytes or less. It can't be anything more than that. So just know that going in. Uh, thankfully, my document was under that already. Uh, even though it's a lot of visuals and graphics and things like that, I think it was around maybe 40 megabytes or something like that. So I was within size. So the first thing I did was, well, naturally, I just tried to email ACX support and attach the document, but I had an issue. My email would only support attachments that were up to, I think, 24 megabytes. So my attachment was way too big. So my first thought was, well, I'll just upload it to a cloud like Google Drive and then send them the link. I did that. They emailed back the next day saying, we can't access external cloud services to download documents. You'll have to send it as a direct attachment, which meant that I would have to shrink down the file. So I had to spend a bit of time shrinking down the file, adjusting the images, and getting it to a size that my email could handle. Now, you could do it one of two ways. Either send it as a direct attachment, and you can compress the file, but compression will only maybe shave off half a megabyte or one. Or you can use a protocol called .rar. Now, I tried looking that up. It it seemed pretty technical. I think you need some third-party software, and I'm not exactly sure exactly what it, what it does. I've had... Um, uh, people send me files through .rar. I believe it's a compression protocol, but it seemed uh, a little complicated, so I didn't really want to mess with that. So I went with option one, which is trying to shrink the file down to a manageable size. So I managed to get it down to around 23 and some change megabytes without losing the integrity of the images. Managed to get it attached, managed to get it out, but then I got a bounce back from ACX Support's server saying that ACX email will only accept attachments that are up to 20 megabytes. So I had to do some more tinkering. Again, either figure out .rar or shrink the document down even further. By this point, it was a matter of, of just shrinking down the file a little more. I finally got it to a manageable size that, would, that was under 20 megabytes without losing the integrity of the images. And that was the thing I was concerned about. I wanted to make sure that the images were crisp and that uh, they were clear for anyone who was looking at them from the uh, after buying the audio version. And then I sent the document. The other thing you have to do, you have to specify to ACX 
whether you want the PDF attachment available just on the Amazon sale page, anyone can view it, whether they buy the book or not, or the alternate option is uh, only purchasers of the audiobook can get access to the PDF with the audiobook. I opted for option two because, you know, I put a lot of work into that and it really is an important supplement to the audiobook. So uh, I sent that and I had sent this right after I submitted the audio file. So when you uh, submit your audio files, I recommend immediately contact ACX to get them to document and just let them know that this is going to be attached to that publication. And they emailed back. They were very quick and and I give a lot of credit to ACX support. They were great to work with. They're very responsive, very thorough. And they said that as soon as the audiobook was approved, uh, whereas approved, they would attach the document to it. And as I mentioned before, uh, the 10 day period uh, passed. And then on day 10, uh, I got the email saying that the audiobook was approved and published. So just FYI, uh, I do recommend if you are recording an audiobook, check out the audiobook miniseries. I go through all the, the technical aspects of it, including how to get the sound quality to what you need, how to check the files to make sure that they're going to be compliant with ACX because there are certain metrics, sound metrics that it has to pass. Uh, in order to be accepted. And I even have a conversation with Angelo. Uh, and just to share a little of uh, that experience, if you haven't listened to those episodes where it's been a while, the first time we submitted the audiobook, or rather Angelo did for I Am a Professional Metalhead, we actually got it bounced back and we had to resubmit the files for two technical reasons. One of which was I didn't credit myself as the narrator in the opening credits. I think that's one of the requirements. And two, you have to have a consistent gap of silent sound before the start of each chapter. And I, th- I believe it's anywhere between half a second to two seconds. And, and the files that we had submitted, they were inconsistent. So I had to go back and just uh, basically add a consistent block of silent noise or silent uh, recording before each chapter began. Fortunately, those two were very easy fixes. And so once we once Angelo resubmitted those files, the uh, the book was released uh, not long after that. So and just also FYI, do check when you're submitting your audio files because the time it takes for them to review the files changes every now and then. So back in 2020, uh, it was 30 days. It, it could take up to 30 business days, and um, I believe that was probably because a lot of people were probably recording audiobooks and submitting them. Also, I'm sure there were some uh, challenges with uh, the pandemic and and the uh, the workflow at ACX or all of that type of stuff. Uh, this time around, uh, it was a 10-day period. And as I mentioned, the book came out on day 10. So uh, just know that the, the time frame may change depending on what's going on, depending on how busy they are. Uh, But all of this just to say that uh, my goal with this book was that I wanted to make sure that anyone who bought the audio version would have access to the interactivity, the visual materials, the exercises. I wanted to make sure that it is as immersive a teaching tool as if someone had bought the print or Kindle versions. And I'm really pleased with how it turned out. You know, I've listened to the audio book on Audible. I've opened up the documents, very easy to access. And I love that 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 they have this option. So for those of you who are writing books, 
If your book is heavily visual, if it has a lot of interactivity, just know that you have a solution. You don't have to cut yourself out of uh, publishing an audio version that it, it is possible. And I think it actually makes for a great teaching tool because some people are better at audio learning. And so they can consume the content, but then have the document, the supplemental document to uh, basically um, supplement the learnings and to create and to engage and to make it an immersive experience. All right, on the creation side, there are a couple more points that I want to cover for those of you who are specifically interested in the process of publishing an audiobook. What else do you need? You need specific cover art for your audiobook. And it's going to be different than your paperback or Kindle, which are basically rectangles. Audiobook covers have to be square, so it's like podcast cover art. I recommend use a platform like Canva. You can take your existing cover art and then basically retrofit it into a square uh, where you can create original artwork if you need to. Uh, and the cover art has to identify the narrator. So on Angelo's book, I'm credited as the uh, narrator for his book. On this one, because I'm also the author, I just put a tag that said read by the author. And finally, in addition to the audio files, you also need to submit a trailer, which can be, I think, up to a two or three minute snippet from the audiobook. So you can just clip out one of the files and just trim it down into a two minute sample to upload as your trailer. Or I think you can create an original trailer if you want to, but oftentimes trailers are used as just samples of the audiobook on the sales page in case someone wants to listen to an example from the book to get an idea of what, what it's like and what's covered inside. So that was my experience in creating the audiobook version. Again, my goal was to create an interactive and immersive teaching tool with the audio version, just like you would get with the print and Kindle versions. And even without doing a lot of promotion, the the audiobook version has sold. And I'm really grateful. I'm, I'm grateful to everyone, whether you bought it in print, Kindle, or audio. I'm just very grateful uh, to the response to the book. So uh, getting back to the audiobook version of the Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, speaking of, how can you get the audiobook version? Well, there are a couple of options. Uh, if you're already an Audible subscriber, you're an Audible member, uh, you do get a number of audio credits. So consider using one of your audio credits if you want to learn more about Poshmark. Uh, so that's one way to do it. If you're not an Audible member, uh, but you want to try it out, I have an affiliate link, uh, which is available in on the website at bemovingforward.com in various places, including the write-up for this episode. I have it in the show notes for the capsule summaries of the of this episode. Um, you can try out Audible and get this title with it. Now, it is an affiliate link, so I do get a little bit of a referral bonus for signups for that, so just full transparency. Um, you can also just buy it straight off of Amazon. If you go to the Amazon sale page for I, uh, the Poshmark Guide, you'll find the print, Kindle, and audio version. So if you want to buy it just straight out without signing up for Audible, you can just buy it as an individual audio title as well. So that's a, that's an option. And finally, this is also available on Apple Audiobooks. And I have that link on the website in the capsule summary in my link tree. That's not an affiliate link. That's just a straight link to buy the audiobook from Apple if you want to buy it, if you prefer to listen to it on Apple. So you have many different options. And I will also point out, I surprisingly, the Poshmark Guide is one of the few, 
there are not many titles on Poshmark out there that have an audiobook option. So I'm really glad that I'm able to provide this material uh, and this teaching tool to those who prefer to listen to audiobooks. So uh, I, I've put a lot of work into it. I'm really proud of the book, and it, it was a joy to work on. All right. Also, as a reminder, I've also created a supplemental journal called the Poshmark Seller Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses. One of the things that I cover in the book, uh, really two important things for managing a Poshmark business, managing your inventory and establishing negotiating guidelines. I talk about that uh, quite a bit in the book, and I've created worksheets for both, both for inventory management and for negotiating your, uh, you know, price points on your listings. And I've created a journal just filled with those sheets. It works great as a supplement to the Poshmark guide. Or if you just want to buy the journal, there are sample sheets that are filled out, which are instructive and really fairly straightforward to follow. So for those of you who are new or even experienced Poshmark sellers, this is a very helpful tool to keep you organized. So that's available on Amazon. It's also available through links on the website in the show notes, and in my link tree. So today I wanted to celebrate the launch of the audiobook version of the Poshmark Guide. Again, I want to thank everyone who has bought the book, no matter which format you've bought it in. And uh, I'm, I'm really pleased that I could I could put all of that material out there in, in multiple formats. All right, the write-up for today's episode will be at bemovingforward.com. I'll also add this episode to the Create an Audiobook mini series because I know uh, many of you may be curious on how to do that. Again, I have a lot of episodes that cover the technical aspects of the recording. And today I went through more of the publication side of things. And also how do you retrofit or adapt an interactive book into an audiobook version? All right. I hope everyone has a great week and a great weekend, and I'll be back next week. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.